and we are rolling. This is an episode of Totally Normal Politics. I'm your host, Nick, the black that smiles back, here with my two animal crackers. <laughs> oh my god. Vitaly here, guys. <laughs> yeah. Hampton. Guys, it's been a rough week for us normal people out there. That it has. We're ju- you're just out there. You're doing your normal person stuff. You're trying to spread some mayonnaise on some Wonder Bread. Exactly. You, you look mm-hmm. outside and the whole goddamn country's on fire. <laughs> you're like, how did this happen? What did I, did I, me with my Wonder Bread and my mayonnaise, did I have a hand in this? Nick, I went to the grocery store and they were out of Wonder Bread and mayonnaise. I didn't know what to fucking do. They were also probably out of cash. There's a cash and change shortage across America and it's driving me nuts. It's got, it's got a handlebar in my crotch because it's driving me nuts. <laughs> yeah, there sure is, Nick. This cash and... I went into a family dollar the other day because I needed to buy toothpaste like a regular person. And they were like, pay us with exact change or you will get no change. If, you, if it comes up to $19 for this tube of toothpaste and you give us a $20 bill, you will get nothing back, sir. Like, you will get nothing back. Because we are in a... Sh- what is this? What is this Mad Max reality that we live in? Well, Nick, do you want to hear the real explanation or do you want to hear the... Um, the QAnon? wing QAnon conspiracy explanation. <laughs> Hit me with the QAnon first. All right, well, obviously, the government is trying to get us to stop using cash so that they can keep track of all of our transactions through our credit cards and smartphones. Okay. So they want to know where we're at, how much money we're spending, what we're spending it on, everything they're trying to get rid of cash so they can keep track of us at all times you're saying beyond like the fact that everyone carries a phone with them everywhere yeah that already queries you know u.s cellular towers that track everyone obviously they don't have enough info on us yet so wait is this going to be beyond the fact that at&t and verizon already know where every human in america is even the illegal immigrants that the government doesn't know about Nick, you're using logic here. That's not going to cut this conversation. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so what's the real reason? All right. The real reason is obviously the pandemic. Really? People are hoarding cash? Like, what's up? <laughs> People are hoarding cash. People aren't going out into public and spending cash. Uh, the, the U.S. <laughs> Treasury is not making as much cash because of the pandemic. They have s- have a lot of workers at home that work in the factories that produce cash and change. So, you know, people aren't spending cash. We're not making more cash. So you're going to run into a shortage. So you mean to tell me that we have hit the threshold load of, like, every of the 300 and, what, 36 million Americans there are, all of them have the nickels and pennies and dimes. Across all of us, we all have the nickel. We have all the nickels and pennies and dimes. Yep. There's not, like, some E.T. Where, like storage container of nickels and dimes buried in the fucking desert somewhere. I know the government's got a half billion dollars of $2 bills stored in the Pentagon in the event that society crumbles to use as the next currency for the, the fallen age, for the age of Remdesivir <laughs> and Regeneron. No, it's everyone's just storing their nickels and dimes at home. This is bullshit. All right. I guess this isn't worth spending time on. What is spending time? What is worth spending time on is trying to think outside the box, because that's what Max Lynn. 
if it feels like we're chewing up all our time here, it's because that's what we're trying to do. Shut up, Nick. I deny your request to <laughs> continue speaking. No, but I need to... Well, the thing is, the public needs for me to think outside the box, and that's what I'm here to do, is to do some out-of-the-box thinking. I'm here to shift some fucking paradigms, huh? How about that? Y'all thought about shifting those paradigms for once? So what we're talking about is Max Lynn in the main Senate debate absolutely embarrasses himself. <laughs> Could have, couldn't have done a better job shitting his pants on national television. The, the, the debate moderator hits Max Lynn with a question. She says, Max Lynn, what is your stance on the current state of health care and what is your plan for health care for people of Maine? And he says, I'm arguing against $100 million that's been backed by my opponents here. Ma'am, I need to speak to the people of Maine, and what I'm trying to give them is someone who's an out-of-the-box thinker. The, ju- the, the moderator then says, well, Mr. Maxlin, you've used all your time. <laughs> and to which he says, now, wait a minute, now, wait, I haven't said the thing I need to say yet. And so Susan Collins, the other senator of Maine running to be replaced, hopefully, Hopefully we get Susan Collins' dusty ass out of there. But she's like, he's cutting into my time now. But the point is, Max Lynn, you suck. You don't deserve to be the voice of the people. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the people of Maine. So shortly after that debate, Nick, so apparently he dropped out of the race, quickly re-entering the race the next day and saying he refuses to drop out of the race until Susan Collins adopts five of his proposals. That's an alpha move. I respect it. So, I'm not super familiar with uh, the way Maine votes, but it sounds like him still being in the race does complicate things since um, Maine votes on a voting structure. It's like a one, two, three kind of voting thing. Yes. Oh, that rank, rank, rank order. Choice. Rank, rank, rank choice yeah. voting. It's what we should, really should have, but we don't. Well, we got to see how it tests out. We got to see if Susan Collins gets the boot. Because that's the thing about Maine is Max Lynn's running, but it's really not about him. It's about um the other lady. Not Gil. Not. Let me look up her name. Let me. Sarah. Look. What's her face? Gideon. Let me see. Gil. Gil uh, something with a G. The Sarah. Point, Gi- yeah, Sarah Gideon. So the point is, she Susan Collins sided with Trump in 2016, sided with the Brett Kavanaugh appointment. She was one of the few Democrats to break with ranks and say that Brett Kavanaugh was not a drunken asshole who loves beer. And so she sucks. Fuck Susan Collins into the dirt, piss on her grave, bury her ass up in a shallow tomb. And hopefully she gets replaced. Sarah Gideon's pulling seven points ahead. She so is. unless we get rat fucked. You know, we're doing good. Moving on, because the people of Maine, they don't deserve this fucking time. (laughs) It's a beautiful... Biden Island. Oh, my God. Biden Island. Have you guys heard about this? I have not, Nick. Explain Hmm? to us Biden Island. Animal Crossing is making downloadable Joe Biden, Kamala Harris content. Wow. Biden Island. Biden is going for the kids in the biggest swing. This is the left field shit I was talking about last week. (laughs) This is what I want, man. This this get crazy up in here. I want Biden, Kamala Harris twerk videos. Hey, fucking give me it. There was I a want whole, Biden doing the wet ass pussy challenge. There was Who a whole, gives a fuck? There was a whole Barbie episode that my um, younger cousin watched, uh, and it was literally on racism and dead ass. These people were like talking about all of this shit and all all of the 
all of the major networks are starting to hop on it and i'm like this cult this culture is it is slowly but surely changing but this this crisis and trump being up in here is definitely uh at least i think catalyzed this whole bullshit but it's good i love it barbie cartoons talking about racism things are changing guys right uh, god but yes Animal Crossing. I don't know what Joe Biden or Kamala Harris did. I do know that Joe Biden is close with the Japanese administration. I know he knows who Shinzo Abe is. I believe that they've got each other's uh, fucking... I believe they've slid into each other's DMs more than once. That's Biden's call to credit. Is He's like, I've slid into the DMs of every world leader at once or twice. He says that. He says he, know, he says he personally has the phone number of every single world leader. I'm sure he does. Like, he didn't get it through a meeting. He didn't get it through someone handy. And he's like, I personally got the phone number of every world leader. I have shaken every hand on earth that matters. Nick, I don't know if you know this, but close to 100 million people have Joe Biden's number. <laughs> <laughs> he literally gives out his phone number to every fucking person he's ever met in his life right like i'm not even joking like literally like there's been interviews with like train conductors in new jersey (laughs) where they're like yeah you know like i got in an accident i was hurt off the job for a while and out of nowhere like joe biden calls me and he's like jim how you doing you all right what's going on (laughs) and then they had a conversation for an hour about biden trying to see what's going on in jim's life (laughs) Well, like I said, 100 million people have Joe Biden's number. <laughs> oh my God. Well, yeah, dude, this I, I'm in love with it. Joe Biden DLC for Animal Crossing. I never thought that my lips would be so blessed to say the words. This is the cyberpunk reality that we deserve. We've earned this. Bring on the meteor. And so seven police, no less than seven police officers have assaulted a man in Taylor, Michigan, This man seen on body camera saying, please, officers, I'm pulling over. I'm trying to get out of the car. Please stop hitting me as they pull him out of the car and proceed to hit him. They then falsify his arrest records. Of course. Saying that he was resisting arrest. He attempted to. Vitaly saw this video of this arrest with me, so I want to exemplify here. The police say this man attempted to drive his car into the crowd of officers and flee the scene. And that was why he needed to be kneed in the face as they brought him in. The Taylor Police Department has put out their fourth videos since 2016 stating that they will not tolerate this behavior. It's all just a formality at this point. At this point, they've got the, I will say at this point, the Taylor, Michigan Police Department has these response videos down to a science. It was very well. Oh, I'm sure. Um, She's wearing, the woman interviewing him is wearing a mask. The police captain is not. She's sitting across the table from him in an enclosed room. And he, but he's making a stern point that despite the fact that this is the fourth time he's had to make this type of statement into the news cameras in the last four years, he will make sure that this type of thing doesn't ever happen again. What do you guys got to say on this? That's going to happen again. Yeah. <laughs> this is bullshit at this point. But this is this is happening everywhere. This I is mean, ubiquitous. Like, what, what, it's, it's, isn't it what most cops do? It's just like a big gang of them get together and beat the shit out of somebody? Why not? Like, have like, you ever like just hmm. passed somebody that's been pulled over by a cop and then you see a few minutes later like 18 more cops pull up? <laughs> and then they're, they're, they're all there just to hang out and watch as like one cop beats the shit out of an innocent man sitting in his car it's i'll show you the video after this hampton it is no i was i 
watched a, a little bit of it just right now. It, yeah, the, the man is sitting in his car. One cop walks up, literally like punches him in the <laughs> punches face. He, you can never punch a seated a seated man. As a general rule for any of you people out here who are listening to this who are wondering, you can never rightfully punch a seated man. As as oh. the, as the six other cops stand around him, cheering Damn. him on like it's a fucking high school fight. They did like, like they fucking hit him hard. He survived and he was able to speak. Oh, yeah. It's a situation where anytime the city ends out shelling out a four, a five or a six digit number for mm. something that was totally not wrong and definitely not a mistake on their behalf you're like ah, why are you giving the man up why are you giving the man like ninety thousand dollars or so if if nothing occurred here isn't that right. so fun about police departments all across the country is taxpayers just get to shell out hundreds of millions of dollars constantly for cops that do shitty things we had that happen recently i mean you remember the girl at the protest three months ago got shoved down on on camera by the cop they shoved her down arrested her and then they uh, smashed her face into the pavement mm -hmm. here in jacksonville there was sixty five thousand dollars in taxpayer money paid Damn. out last month there was that uh that that preacher woman and she received a settlement from jso she was a pastor she organized a protest in front of the courthouse but she recently got a settlement for like i think ten thousand dollars or around that hmm. around that amount not sure but we're making good time here we're sliding through these hot takes and i want to spend some time on this one because this one made me furious because this is a joke that i've been saying to people since i was a since i was a an objectionable little college fucker. We all we all remember being contrarian little shits when we we're in college. It's mm. a terrible time. If someone's like, "Yeah, murder's illegal," and you're like, "What about when?" <laughs> you see your dumb shit. We all do it. But I used to constantly tell people, I don't believe the Amazon's in that much danger because if the Amazon was ever in serious danger. We could always just buy huge chunks of the Amazon and then we'd have it and we could stop complaining about it because we could say that we own it, you know? And I was always, I've always said to myself, like, Jeff Bezos has $200 billion. He's got a lot of scientists. I, f I bet if the oxygen levels of Earth were actually going to get fucked with, he, it's in his best interest to buy up, you know? I've mm. always placed, I'm like, there's a price. Everyone's got a price. And apparently I was wrong. Because Jair Bolsonaro is a dickhead. The, the delegitimized president of Brazil, which I will always refer to from this point on, is the delegitimate president of Brazil. The, the, Brazil's false leader, Joe Biden, approached him and said, I will offer you 20 bill, bro. I don't know if you're aware of this, but most Brazilians are poor as shit. 20 bills a lot. You could solve a lot of sh You could give a lot of kids teeth in your country. You could get a lot of shoes with 20 bill, bro. How about you just sell me a couple square miles of the Amazon so that people stop bitching, so that people stop complaining. So when people see that the Amazon's on fire, I can say, yeah, but America owns like 300 square miles of it. So don't fucking worry. I took care of that shit. It's a small, small section. It is, but he tried. He walked up to Bolsonaro with the $20 billion, and he did the exact thing that I wanted him to do, and Jair Bolsonaro said, nah, dog, nah. 
No, I won't even sell you chunks of the Amazon. We need these cow farmers. We need these soybeans, bro. We need to be able to sell tofu to China. Like, are you crazy? And so, so I, you know, I don't support us having coups in South America. Right. I'm not for us, you know, destabilizing a government, maybe yeah. killing a world leader and right, replacing calm, calm him. Down, Nick. I, I see where you're headed with here. a puppet. Let's, let's yeah. not go I, I'm just saying, hey, how about we think about why don't we look to the past? To decide how we're going to move forward. How about oh that, God. America? Oh, America can't do that, yeah, though. Can. Uh, so, Brazil, they elected a terrible leader for a short term, which uh, America has, you know, recently done ourselves. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Should another country invade us and uh, tell us to stop cutting down our old growth forests? Because we're doing the same thing with Trump. Yes. No, for no, I'm, I'm absolutely, completely, 100% unironically serious when I say this. This exact moment, when, when offered the chance to have money in exchange for environmentalism, we will give you money. We will put a dollar amount on our environmentalism and we will try to have it. Hmm. Knowing that there are people who will say no on principles, on their bizarre wackadoo. This goes beyond... This goes beyond capitalism. This goes into some weird sense that Brazilian people are like angry. And I'm not, I'm not, I'm Belizean. So I'm like not Brazilian enough to maybe make these statements. But it's about the idea that whenever Brazilian people see someone with a bone through the fucking nose on that geo, they get angry that people think of Brazil like that. That there's a contingent of Brazilian business. In the same way, my father's a Jamaican. And my father is a Jamaican software programmer who came from a man who was a jeweler. And every time he sees a Jarastafari smoking weed, he is filled with blinding rage. He is furious that people associate the average Jamaican man with weed and reggae music. I know that. And so I understand this contingent of Brazilian people who are like, no, Fuck you and fuck your love of the Amazon and these people in grass skirts hmm. with the face paint. Fuck them, especially. I want I want my Brazilian people in three-piece suits on iPhones playing Xboxes. And you all, I don't care if you all want to give us twenty billion dollars to try to slow that process down. No, we won't even sell you the Amazon. You can't even put a price on it. Sweden offered them the same deal. Sweden was like, we'll give you like $40 billion for a few square miles of the Amazon. We just want the peace of mind, man. We just want to not freak out. <laughs> like, I mean, it might it might just take a transition in government in Brazil. Um, or And it also might take maybe not a government offering that money, but a private individual. Because when you mentioned that, I was actually thinking of the example of, I'm not sure if I'm going to say his last name right, uh, Vaughn Chenard, basically the owner of Patagonia. Um, he, with the purchased a massive amount of land in Chile, in Patagonia, Chile, hmm. and kind of like after he purchased that land, gave it back to Chile, and they've like since turned it into a national park. So I don't know. Maybe what it's going to need to happen is you're going to need to have a maybe less conservative right wing populist yeah. government in Brazil, and maybe a private <clears throat> individual that offers to buy a large swath of the Amazon, not a government. 
I'm just saying when the capitalists say it's a money thing and it's an economics thing and it's like, no, we offered you the money. Right. We offered you the economic incentive. You've turned this into an ideology thing. People fucking die over ideology shit. They are dying. <laughs> like, <laughs> pe pe capital, it's like money is like, hey, listen, it, it sucks that anyone can be bought, but it keeps us from killing each other. But when it turns into like, this isn't about the money, this is like about control and like weird shit. <laughs> then it turns into, I don't have options. I can't buy you out of this. Now, I, I, what's I, I don't next, know. Uh, what's the next plan? Yeah, I don't know. But <laughs> Brazil... Yeah, we got to wait until the Biden presidency to figure this out. Yeah. If we don't get the Biden presidency... Or the next election. Ooh, ooh. If we don't get the Biden presidency, I don't know what Brazil... I don't know what will happen if we have Boris Johnson, Bra Bolsonaro, Duterte... You know, the, the League of... The evil League of Evil. I don't know what will happen if they're still here. Brazil... Brazil... Okay. Politics in Brazil are very complex, mm. obviously, but um, Brazil is going through what a lot of the world has recently gone through, which is a lot of the world has elected right-wing populist candidates. It's it's kind of phenomenon all across the world, not just in America. Yeah, yeah. but it's this it's this reaction to this huge, and I'm not saying anything about the ethics of either one of these things but it's this huge reaction to this increase in immigration and this reactive na nationalism and and this new age ne it's they call it neo-pastoralism this desire to go back to this little house right. on the prairie style living right exactly you've got people like greta thunberg getting up there in front of the un and saying we've got to roll back the clock on progress and they're like, Greta Thunberg, you have a MacBook Pro at home. I mm. live in a mud hut in Sudan. It is crazy and rude of you to ask for me to stop burning coal or not to drive. Like, uh, if I ever own an SUV that gets four miles to the gallon, I'm going to drive it. And it's rude of you to tell me not to because you got a chance to and then you got to decide it was bad. And you're telling everyone in India they don't even get a chance to decide if it's bad. They don't get a they don't get the chance to drive the Hummer H2s and then say, "Oh shit, maybe we're causing a problem for the world. Maybe we should slow it down." And that's the weird thing is we've got this new neo-pastoralism going on mm -hmm. where a lot of people want that. A lot of people want people hauling their water with wooden buckets with horse-drawn buggies. They're like, "This is how we fight climate change. Everyone needs to grow their own personal little spice garden." That's how we'll fight the climate change. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, well, tell your girlfriend that and she'll leave you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, when you're talking about climate change and the largest polluters in the world, we're talking about massive corporations. Mm -hmm. Like you, right. you, you, you driving a Prius and uh, using a Nalgene instead of plastic bottles isn't going to fix anything. Right. You need them corporations of the world to come together and decide hey maybe we're not gonna do this well, i know it, indians are mostly vegetarian too so they're like actually miss i'm allowed to burn an incredible amount of coal before you're allowed to say shit to me well if, <laughs> and if we don't get on the same page if we and if us and china don't get on the same page in terms of climate change like no matter what the rest of the world does it really will but be this, inconsequential. Well, Nick, It'll be, comes up, their, because, their actions will be inconsequential. Because people are trying to, to split Joe Biden on the fracking issue. And the fracking issue is a national security issue in a weird bank shot way. Because it is important that we be able to go to 
like we could be able to go to Kazakhstan and we're like, don't buy Russia's gas. We'll frack gas out of the state of Ohio and we'll sell it to you for half. It'll be better quality because Russia's quality is shit. And we'll sell it to you for the same price or lower than the Russians are will because the Russians don't have fracking drills as good as us because they're poor. And we... And now people want Joe Biden to like try to split his decision on fracking, and I get it. I I kind I understand the environmentalists who are like, "There's earthquakes in Oklahoma now. That's crazy, and it is crazy." But I also understand that if we want to kill Russia dead, we need to flood Eastern Europe with so much. In we're building the windmills and we're building the solar panels, but in in the intermediate time, we need to flood East Europe with so much cheap oil and gas that it just stomps Russia's dick into the dirt. And I don't think people are ready for the amount of fracking that that would require us to do. Mm, That's what they're trying to do. But, well, that's where Joe Biden, I feel like that's the fence post up his ass, is everyone's like, are you for or against fracking Joe Biden? And he's like, Whoa, and the Green think, New Deal think, is, the Green New, AOC is there, AOC and Bernie Sanders are like, if you, you gotta be against fracking, and then you got like Amy Klobuchar and whoever that senator from Montana is, but they're like, don't you dare say you're against fracking, okay, we're gonna so lose this Joe, thing. What I think is happening, it's... Joe Biden is not AOC. He is still a right. centri- he's still a centrist Democrat, and he sees the world a li- little differently. Very I mean, establishment. All you, do, all you have to do is go to Joe Biden's website, and you'll see Joe Biden thinks of natural gas as a transition energy source. Natural gas is the reason that coal mining plants are going out of business. Mm-hmm. Like, guys... Coal mining is not going out of business because of Obama regulations. It's going right. out of business because natural gas is cheaper. Coal mines are shutting down because natural They're gas not is cheaper and cleaner. So Joe Joe Biden thinks of... I mean, I don't agree with him because fracking you know, just creates poisonous water for everyone living in the area. But Joe Biden thinks of fracking as a transition fuel. He's like, while we're transitioning to solar panels and wind energy and hydro energy. But the re- the rest of the world, this is the thing, is that the rest of the world is transi- is transitioning, and we're mm, not. The a rest lo- of Europe. The rest. I mean, the rest of yes, <laughs> the rest of the re- the Western world. Guys, I don't I know suppose. if you remember this, but we do live in the United States of America. Yes. So just. Like Venezuela is balls deep on oil. I don't know what they're gonna do. I'm saying our our economy. Venezuela without oil is our economy. If there's one economy that can do something, it's it's ours, and it's despicable that we haven't done anything. One thing I was gonna say before we move on, Nick. You mentioned kind of Greta Thunberg, 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 Thunberg. You know, kind of telling the rest of the world like this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do to save the environment, save the climate. Um. It is kind of hypocritical of Western nations to say that to nations that haven't fully developed yet. Right. Considering the Western nations are the ones fully responsible for most of, like, the emissions in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I I, want to stress, not even if you own, like, a MacBook Pro. I mean, like, if you have ever seen one, if you've walked past an apple store you have no right to tell someone in a mud hut in india shit 
you cannot tell them anything about their environmental impact. You absolutely just cannot. I don't care if you've been vegan since you were 13 years old. I like I don't care if you ride a I don't care if you drive a three-wheeled car. <laughs> that like I I don't care if you ride your bike to work. You just cannot bring that shit up to someone who grew up living on soup and like a house without plumbing. Yeah, and that's the point. It's um, it's the it's the responsibility of the industrialized nations right. that are contributing the most to the CO2 people that have profited the most to actually change these things. Like a big problem in China is that there's 500 million people who have access to KFC for the first time. And they got a they got one bite of that tasty crispy chicken skin, bro. And they were like, oh, oh, China, China. we need to kill two billion chickens a quarter <laughs> to meet demands. We literally cannot breed the chickens fast enough to satiate the China man's hunger for that delicious KFC chicken skin, bro. And you because, know what's you know what's happening now, Nick? And who are we to deny them? The Chinese are now starting to suffer uh, rates of cancer and heart disease. On par with Americans. Oh, yeah. Because now they get that KFC in their system. You can track the rates of cancer and diabetes to when Coca-Cola becomes publicly available in a country. And just see the rates spike. Just go out of control. You can look at any country. It's like, hey, look at Bangladesh before Coca-Cola was widely available. And then look at health statistics out of Bangladesh after. Look at any country that had hard embargoes. Look at East Germany cancer rates before Coca-Cola and then after. And it's like, it's obvious. It's yeah. absolutely obvious. But we've been on this for a minute now. Yeah. So California's on fire and Trump is not giving them money. Oh, he doesn't give a fuck. Why would he give them money? He uh, hates them. Right. He's angry at them. They think he's stupid and fat. <laughs> So they can burn. That's how a president should operate, right? I mean, have you followed the story over the past couple of months between Trump arguing with California and have you like everything, the ins and outs of everything going on? I thought Trump just hated every place that wasn't like adroitly Republican. I mean, that's true. Yeah. And what's funny is I don't. <laughs> What the funniest thing about Trump is all of the things that I associate so heavily with him that I know five years ago. Can you imagine telling Trump five years ago on his death? Like, if he were dying, it's like, well, at least I got all those Supreme Court judges. Like, he doesn't give a shit about that. He right. doesn't care about, like, oh, I appointed 50, 60 judges. And it's like, he doesn't know what that means. He's like, well, the lower appellate court, the thing is that I really restructured the way that appeals are going to happen in the Seventh Circuit. Like, it's like, it's so funny to me to think that the things that I associate most heavily with Trump are things that, like, he doesn't care about at all. And so it's funny to think, oh, Trump hates Cal – he hates blue states and he hates blue cities. And it's like, Trump's from fucking New York. <laughs> like, <laughs> Trump has never set foot in, like – he's never been in, like, Omaha, Nebraska in his fucking life. Like, it's so funny that I'm like, well, Trump's always hated California. And it's like, no, he started hating California four years ago. <laughs> well, the crazy thing is, I mean, obviously the parts of California that are on fire are rural areas that vote Republican. The few That's complicated, though. That's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, we won't get into that. It's just, it's, it's wild. I mean, Trump has gone on record saying, listen, the reason California, Wait. the reason California is on fire is a mixture of complex reasons. Yes, it is forest 
mismanagement over the past half decade but it also is heavily climate change right it's a lot of different issues she dried out and trump trump is here just saying he was like <laughs> literally listen, you listen. can literally light a cigarette in that forest all it took was a bitch having a fucking gender yeah, and he's party. just basically saying like listen you guys <laughs> fucked up and i'm not gonna help you but the funny thing is most of the land that's on fire is federally managed land mm-hmm. it's not even california this is land what managed is? by his department of interior you know what this is at this point this is a trial balloon for the libertarian theory this is genuinely like all of this like oh well what do, when are my kids gonna go back to school and like when is like what's going on like how are we gonna figure it out and it's like well this okay being a libertarian would be this all the time <laughs> like it would just be no head structure no like down so it's like I think a lot, like, for any... At this point, the only thing we can draw from these fires is if you're a... Hey, if you're a libertarian in California, figure out how to keep your house from burning down. It's on you now. Isn't this what you wanted? And for everyone else, and by that I mean the remaining 97% of the population, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But at the same time... Fuck California. Because, no, for real, they have more money. It, it, it is a thing. You go to California, and it's it's Republicans' chief argument. California fixes shit, and they wouldn't have so much stuff to point at you and laugh about. You can walk into the richest city on the fucking planet. Literally the richest city on the fucking planet. You can point at a man ODing on heroin. Right anywhere on any city block i took my girlfriend to skid row in la and she couldn't believe we were in america she thought we would like temporarily entered like panama or some shit during the like the the canal crisis like no one it's insane to think that like the California school system mm. has any problems. It's insane to think that they're, they Nick. have homeless shelters that have problems. It's like if we can't it, – it's a testament to incompetence that the people with the most money can't solve the issues. Nick, you're getting sidetracked here because we were talking about wildfires in California. And you're, uh, you're talking about all the different issues in California. When we're talking about wildfires in California, we are talking about federally managed land. Even if California has the money – this is land managed True. by the federal government, so it is their responsibility. Well, you got me there. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so it, California, it wasn't even like they said, hey, California. I mean, they didn't get their shit together in general. That's just a different yeah, point. Obviously. So but. they didn't even say, California, you ought to be diverting resources here. They said, I got you. <laughs> they said, California, I got you on these lands, and then those are the lands that are on fire. Well, I mean, they haven't gotten them anything because Trump has refused right. aid to them. Yeah. And now we've <laughs> got Even prisoners. Land, now but. we've got prisoners out there fighting the fires. Hey, you know what? If you committed financial fraud, if you committed white-collar crime and now you're fighting a fire in California, I bet you didn't see it going like this, did you, pal? <laughs> Ain't that a story for your book that you're going to write when you get out? Come on. Stiff upper lip, chipper. So moving on. <laughs> so Trump's in Georgia. Explain this one to me, because this, to a normal, to a totally normal guy, they're like, oh, Trump's in Georgia, ain't that something? Why is this important? Okay, so the importance of Trump visiting Georgia, what are we, 20 days out from the election, three weeks or so, is Georgia is a state that has been 
Republican hasn't voted Democratic since 1992. A lot of voter suppression. Yes. So the significance of Trump campaigning in Georgia, a state traditionally Republican, this close to the election, tells you that things are happening in Georgia. Now, the polls have told us that Georgia is pretty neck and neck. Mm -hmm. And if Trump is spending time campaigning in Georgia versus other traditional swing states, that's going to tell you that there's a chance that the Trump campaign thinks Georgia could swing Democratic. That's why they're spending money, and I'm going to say a very little amount of money because they haven't been able to fundraise on the same level as Biden. Because Trump supporters have no money. Yes. I want to really hammer that in, you Trump supporters. You have no money. And the big big Republican donors haven't been donating money because they're pulling out because they don't think that... Trump's going to win. Literally. So we're we're looking for a, we're looking at a campaign strapped for cash, campaigning in a state that has pretty much been Republican for the past thirty years. Like the writing's on the wall. I mean, right. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get ahead of myself and get excited, but I'm just saying things are troubled in campaign land for Trump right. if he's campaigning in Georgia. Capitalism isn't even thing. on his side. Literally. No, the worrisome thing is this election is fully hit and I'm not going to put this I'm not going to put all of the blame of this on the lofty shoulders of 538. But I will say that Nate Silver, you beautiful motherfucker, you have single-handedly pushed this election into absolute civil war territory because if Biden loses, the, 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 the degree of chaos that will happen less than 30 seconds from the declarate like cars will if be flipped Trump, if Trump loses there's going to be chaos in the streets any any outcome of this election is if really Trump crying. loses Trump supporters will be angry but I don't feel like they will feel they've been wronged I think at this point at this point, if Trump wins, there is zero way of allaying Democrats that it wasn't a scheme, that mail-in ballots weren't thrown out. I got a letter today from Trump saying, vote early. And I was like, this is the third letter I've gotten from Trump telling me to vote early. They're doing something to the early votes. My mind immediately went there. I like couldn't stop my brain from going to like, they're doing something with the votes. Trump wants me to vote early. Way too bad. And I know I'm a I'm a swing voter in Florida. I'm a I'm the theoretically according to NPR, I'm the fourth most valuable voter in the country next to a voter in Michigan, a voter in Pennsylvania and a voter in Wisconsin. And so we as Floridians, we're tasty morsels. We're tasty morsels sitting out there on that silver plate. But what I'm saying is this election is with the Republicans starting to break, and this is going to take us out of hot takes, our our short little section into the into the real meat of this, because we got Ben Sass, the first Republican that seemingly is having a hard break. First from Justin Amash, who became an independent, broke with the Republican Party. Justin Amash is now a libertarian now. I'm not sure, but. Aside from Justin Amash, we've got Ben Sass now. We had Mitt Romney, who never agreed to this terrible, terribleness. Well, and we've also got now. I'm going to kind of bundle these two together. Chris Christie. Hmm. All of them 
having their come to Jesus moment. Well, we've had multiple Republicans come out in the past few days. Um, so Ben Sass was the first one uh, to kind of denounce Trump in a. It was basically like a a private call to his donors. I think there was maybe like seventeen thousand people on the call, basically people like voting for him in Nebraska, mm. where he basically condemned Donald Trump for being friendly with dictators and blamed Donald Trump for what Ben Sass uh, Sass Ben Sass saw Sass Sauce <laughs> saw as a coming Republican bloodbath in the November election as he described it. And since he said that, we've also had Ted Cruz describe it in similar fashion. We've had, you know, Lindsey Graham struggling to breathe in his race because he can't get anyone to give him money. And Mitch McConnell saying similar things while he is going on, what, two months of refusing to go to the White House because he doesn't want to catch corona from Trump. Mitch McConnell also shot down today the stimulus deal, which is a big deal. There will be, at this point, it is safe to assume Mitch McConnell said $500 billion to the stimulus deal. Nancy Pelosi said 2.2 trill or get fucked. You have no leverage. You have no leverage. You have no leverage, Mitch. You have no leverage. It's over. It's over, Mitch. It's game over, dude. You're done, dude. You're crocodile done, dude. And so, Mitch, at this point, we believe that there's like a show of no faith among the Republicans. They believe... They're they're bracing for the punch. They, they they're they're really like oh, hold up, let me put my mouth guard in because we're about to get hit hard. Yeah, they they're bracing for a possible loss of the election and a possible loss of the Senate. The Republicans that are currently breaking away from Trump are also Republicans that are trying not to lose their seats. Right? <laughs> Ted Cruz is like they can't keep calling my wife ugly. They no, just they, can't keep doing it. She she can't take it much more of this. He they can are. only he can only hide behind that salt and pepper beard for so long, right? Right. <laughs> so and so Chris Christie comes out, and my this is me putting on my ooh almost knocks I'm over. This is me putting on my tinfoil hat of conspiracy. Chris Christie comes out and he's like, "People, the coronavirus is serious," and. We should not take this lightly. And I'm like, all right, Chris Christie, you sound like a, man, a fat bastard who should have died. And if you didn't have $150,000 of U.S. taxpayer money shot straight into your fat ass, you would be in the ground where you belong. And he's like, people, the coronavirus is serious. I regret shaking Donald Trump's hand. I regret going to that meeting. I'm going to wear a mask for the rest of this quarantine. Chris Christie had a full repudiation. And I'm like, all right. And then, then I started to be like, what the fuck is going on here? What ad campaign is this? Chris Christie came out and he's like, and with the binomial mononuclear culture that I got from Remdesivir, wow. from Regeneron, I was able to overcome the virus. And I was like, what the fuck did Chris Christie just say? With the binomial monoculture mono that I got from Remdesivir, I was able to... I was like, you might as well have said, and with Taco Bell's new cheesy gordita crunch, I'm never hungry. Yum, yum. Taste below... Like, send me below the border. Like, it was like, what the fuck are you saying, dude? Like, I was like, is Regeneron this deep in our government? Are we getting just full-blown ads in our press releases? I was like, there's no way. There's zero... The fucking... With the, with the power of the binomial cultures that... It was like, what the... You're saying words you learned 10 minutes ago, dude. 
what the fuck is this? You're saying like the exact sentence Trump said when he got healed from this. He's like, with the binomial cultures from Regeneron. <laughs> like, it was like, what the f- well, Nick, I, uh, Nick, do you remember last week? So the minute Trump got out of the hospital, he was praising Regeneron and actually was telling investors to go and buy Regeneron stock. He was like, this is the company you want to invest in. It's about to blow up. A, a, literally one of the very few illegal sentences in the human language in America. But as a, in a, as a politician, you are not allowed to say, go buy this stock. After Trump touted all that, the government bought huge amounts of the drug remdesivir from, yeah from oh yeah Regeneron. so after that happened i was kind of watching just like jim kramer and the fucking stock news in the morning and obviously he was saying like don't take your stock advice from trump because he's a fucking idiot right but you know yeah you do have you have politicians publicly campaigning advertising for a drug company yeah it's just like you don't need like chris christie donald trump i was sick i got better Thank you to these brave scientists and the ingenuity of the American people. I don't need you to come out and say, well, while I was in the ICDU with my Beats by Dre headphones, I was really able to pass the time with my Netflix subscription. And with Remdesivir and Regeneron and the new bacon, egg, and cheese McGriddle available on all-day breakfast from McDonald's, <laughs> I was able to kick Corona to the curb. I was blown away to hear Chris Christie. It felt like someone handed him, like some, like he was reading a line off of a page. You know, I bet if we looked into it, you could probably see a massive amount of sales of stock to Chris Christie recently in Regeneron. Have you ever gotten sick and then gotten back and you're like, well, with that mononuclear culture of uh, moxicillin and penicillin, I was really able to overcome my sick. Who the fuck talks like that? Uh, well, I have Who the hell has ever said some shit like that ever in their life? It was weird. That's that's how you talk. I mean, uh, so recently I was in the hospital. I was deathly sick um and i was given some medication uh it was made by johnson and johnson actually um and after i got out of the hospital i purchased one million dollars in stock of johnson and johnson and started advertising for them nice that's, <laughs> that's what people do right that's what normal people do normal yeah, americans absolutely get sick a company saves them they buy millions of dollars of stocks in that company and then they advertise for the company is is that not what normal people do <laughs> That would be seeing reality for what it is. I think that's a little too much here. Chris Christie, I hope this cat's on its ninth life. I swear to fucking God. He ate through a lap band, guys. They put the fat band on his stomach and he overcame. He dreamed, he believed, he achieved them with enough hot pockets. He overcame his gastric bypass surgery. If there's still a beach to shut down in this world for Chris Christie and his family to take away from the public, he's going to live. Mm. I, Next Memorial Day, coming up, Chris Christie shutting down beaches in New Jersey. So just as Chris Christie turned on the virus and just as Ben Sass turned on Trump, we have Rudy Giuliani's daughter. In this, in this wave of Republican daughters... Oh, and we out. have we have Kellyanne Conway's Claudia daughter. Conway, Claudia Conway, the illustrious <laughs> Claudia Conway, definitely gunning for some sort of position in twenty twenty eight. 
Lord Jesus. Daughters of Republican officials just hate their parents. And they make right. <laughs> great. We're over it. This generation, we're like, we don't get this dick you are smoking. Those are fucking dicks, and we hate that you're our parents. Oh, Why? Let, 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 let's dignify her. Let's first name her. What's Rudy Giuliani's daughter's name? Rudy you all could talk amongst yourself. But yeah, so Rudy Giuliani's daughter, she came out and she's like, don't vote for my, don't vote for Caroline Giuliani. There we go. We did it. So she's like, my dad's a piece of shit. Don't fucking vote for Joe Biden. My dad might be senile. He's definitely ugly. <laughs> and his dick is definitely small and weak. It shoots like dust. Don't vote for, don't vote for any of my dad's friends. Mm-hmm. Now, what do you guys make of this? Getting turned on like Judas in the garden, kissing Jesus upon the lips. Yeah, I read the fucking Bible. Like, this is happening more and more. These Republicans are just getting done like this. And what's fun about these moments is the damage can't be undone. You can't put the genie back in the bottle. Right. Claudia Conway always called her mom a bitch. You can't take that back. And so even if Trump wins the election, these families are... what As the party of family values. Right. As the, a party, at least the appearance. I have the appearance wagged, of family values. Guys, I have wagged my finger in the face of so many gay people and said, you don't know how to raise children. I've said that so many times. I've said, you gays do not know how to raise children. As my daughter tweets her asshole and then calls me a bitch. <laughs> Like you, okay. So Kellyanne Conway said that, not you, Nick, right? Yes, yes, yes. I'm getting in the head of the Republican here. To see Kaylee McEnany and Kellyanne, all these people just living these these slanderous lives of, right. of telling people how to live, and it's like you clearly can't raise your fucking kids. This is the problem of hinging so much of your fucking argument on we raise our kids right. Like, look at our kids with their with their weatherman haircuts and their perfectly braced up teeth. Like, how could you say we? How could you say their father's an alcoholic when they all wear sweater vests like that? When when I've got a child named Jaden, Aiden, and Brayden, how can you say that I have an opioid problem? That's like, the thing. It's you just, can't. It's it's not. <laughs> but it's a way. It's literally. I think it's a way of thinking because it's. Like that with everything. Like I talk, I talk to people in my family who are sucking Trump's dick and love him to death, and they rationalize every single thing he does. And so there's no point at which these people drop off. Do you do you think that there will be a moment where these people truly look back and, uh, you know, are like, damn, fuck? I think I think that's happening. With I some think this people. is the crucible moment. I think, and I mean this. Anyone who's not on the other side of what whatever argument you were on whatever side of in right. 2015, wherever you are now is where you're at. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I think I was talking to Vitaly about this earlier. People how are like, set in stone. He was saying, how are cops still recruiting people? And I said, well, the thing is, the people that cops are recruiting now are each generation more cop-like than the last because the guys that are like well i'm a cop but i'm not about like smashing skulls those guys quit 
Yeah. And then eventually, all you get are the skull smashers. All you get are the guys who are like, I'm well, in the- this to smash skulls. Well, and uh, American police relative to like a lot of, at least some But it's countries. every industry. Oh, it's uh, everything. Oh, it is. oh Every exactly. side of this. It's like... Is should people be fending for themselves with knives and spears, or should the government put you in a diaper and give you a feeding tube and tell you that everything's gonna be okay forever? I think we're looking for a nice middle ground. Right. No. 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 There's no middle ground anymore, bro. There is. There. It, it exists. We just have yet to find it. You're raised by wolves, or the nanny state is is selling your foreskin back. To you, there's nothing in the middle, or rather, people don't want the middle to exist anymore. The middle's scary because the middle requires a bunch of small decisions. Well, I mean, that's Nick, just that's just Nick, American I mean, we politics. Live, we live in a nanny state. It's right. just a nanny state for corporations and the wealthy. Exactly. Yeah. It's not a nanny state for anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's true. Every every company can fucking lose all their money every 10 years and every 10 years American taxpayers are like here's a hundred billion dollars for you right we really man I hope we never have another bailout ever again if there's any lesson of the zeros it's that we need never ever 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 we can't talk about deficit spending yeah let's, let's move on so in this, just as Rudy Giuliani's daughter turned on him, Biden turned on drug dealers and drug users. Did you guys see this in his town hall? Mm. This was this is kind of a big deal, and I think this is Biden's not the first because George W. Bush had a real coke problem in in the mili- in his in his college days. For them to portray that George W. Bush, that Biden is the first president to have a drug problem in his family. Right. First off, JFK was never sober. Never sober. Dick Deep, never sober. Partying <laughs> president. hoo <laughs> Jimmy Carter hopped up on his peanut farm. That's a joy <laughs> that no one can approximate. No drug can approximate. And so I do think... And I mean this from the bottom of my little black heart. The fact that Biden is leaning in hard, harder than I ever thought on being the first president with an openly drug addict son, Mm -hmm. I think is super endearing. I'm like, that's kind of fucking cool. Trump's like, your son was a crackhead. And Biden's like, yeah, my son fucking was. And it's like, that's that's baller. That's like that's dignifying so many American dads right there. Yeah, it's accepting. Yeah, it's accepting reality and people for what it is. Like, and it goes to show how how pervasive it is in this country. So yeah, someone like, at the town hall said, "Biden, what the fuck's up with your fucking 1992 crime bill, dude? What's up with you hating on black men in '86?" And Biden's like, "You know what? As a guy with a son who's a drug addict, my crime bills were fucked up." We need to roll that shit back. I made all those all mistakes. He said that all of that was mistakes. All mistakes. I'm an idiot. I'm fucking dumb. I'm fucking stupid for voting on that. I will try to fix it. I am sorry. If you were born in the 80s and you got arrested for drug use, I am sorry. I fucked your life up. But I fucked your life up and I'm sorry. And I'm like, dude, we got a president with a crackhead for a son. This is 
awesome. Now we need a president with like a lesbian slut daughter so that we can finally like end prostitution laws in America. Yeah, I think it's it's nice to just see politicians finally accepting like how messy real life is. Right. Like po- politicians for the longest time have just been like, you know, drugs are bad. Being gay is bad. I mean, what was it? It wasn't until what? 2000- Dick Cheney's daughter was came out. When even a Democrat could come out in support of gay marriage. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's it's nice that we're making progress on those fronts where it's like, hey, life is messy. You know? Like, sometimes your son is addicted to cocaine. Sometimes your son is addicted to pills. Like, let's not all be assholes about it and let's just accept the fact that everyone in America has kids that do drugs. People do drugs. Not everyone. Statistically, only like right. 30% of people or okay. something like that. <laughs> a, a large percentage of people. You know what I'm saying. It's just nice to not like have this stupid-ass image that politicians try to convey of like the perfect nuclear family where everything is perfect and nobody fucks up. Like It's nice. It's, it's nice... But it's a game of appearances. Like again, that isn't the reality. This is what people. Oh, Biden, me, he, he. Well, Biden, Biden, Biden is. Biden, Biden is let more you authentic. smoke crack, bro. You could smoke. You could be like Biden. Biden I smoke is crack authentic, and he'd but, be like, You're but not American, in the sense though. that, like with Trump, that you can see this type. These types of families, they're falling apart. They don't exist because none of these people are 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 perfect people, and so that's just something some of us have realized and been more pragmatic about and these other people are just would have been great still smoking the same dick is if biden was like trump all our kids do drugs let's be (laughs) (laughs) trump come on both of our sons buy from the same guy you know that i know that i have hope yet that maybe we'll not just get legal weed but the real legal shrooms and legal ecstasy bro Maybe, maybe Hunter Biden will be our fucking foot in the door. Like, hey, dad, come on, dad, let's party. Listen, come on, dad. The son of every single wealthy politician has a coke problem. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, yes, they do. It's just, (laughs) they went to Ivy League schools. They work on Wall Street where cocaine fucking flows out of fountains. Mm -hmm. Like, or I guess nowadays Adderall. So they've moved on from cocaine to Adderall. Like, it just, (laughs) it's what it is. Like, fucking accept it. But we'll see where this goes, I guess. Hope maybe, yeah. It's nice to know that we drug users, it's nice to know we got one on the inside. <laughs> you know? I, I like it. I like it a lot. I want, I want, like, but I don't let you hit the rock, bro. <laughs> you could be like, do you, you don't get wet, do you, Biden? He's like, no, but I understand if you want a party. It's a good fucking candidate. <laughs> now all we need is our first president to finally admit that they don't actually go to church <laughs> <laughs> that that can't happen in america would crack in half right if we had a president who's like man fuck church <laughs> and our final our final twist of the week oh so many twists this week trump an exhaustive article came out from the new york times mm. showing that he doesn't owe 400 million dollars Trump actually owns closer to the tune of 1.1 billion dollar dues. And we're not just saying that. We're going to go through. Did you check this out? Yeah, I looked at it. We show you every penny that this motherfucker, every single bad choice he has made. I want to point out who the good, the good journalists 
who put this one on us. This is from Dan Alexander, breaking down the New York Times article. Donald Trump's taxes show chronic losses of years of income tax avoidance is the title of the article. The point is, this is the, be this is the best tweet. This is the best 42 tweets on the internet. It, it is an exhaustive takedown. It's, I'll it be is. linked in the show note explaining every single penny of where Donald Trump owes money to, who these people are, who we don't know these people are, and the fact that, frankly, this is bad business. You can't weasel out of the metrics. You can't weasel out of the numbers. This man is losing money. This man is losing money at an alarming rate. You can't say, well, he's a billionaire, and, you know, billionaire math is funny. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you lose money. Sometimes you... No, no, no. He's Dan Alexander goes through and explains exactly that things are worse than you thought. She got the receipts. That Donald if, you're, if you're an actual billionaire, billionaire, billionaire math is not funny because you just have billions of dollars in the bank. Trump does not have right. any of that. <laughs> to give you to give you the skinny, Donald Trump has approximately $160 million in cash right now. $160 million in cash. He pledged to put $100 million into his campaign, but then he declined to do that because he realized that that would bank that would be more than half his money yeah so donald trump right now is wrapped up in a hundred plus million dollar lawsuit because he claimed a 72 million dollar tax return in the year of 2014 Shit. or not in the year of 2014 in the year of 2010 even though he claimed that he lost money that year so by both claiming that he lost money that year, but also claiming a $72 million tax return on the taxes that he claims that he paid, if he loses this audit against the IRS, the penalty stands to take of that $160 million in cash that he has left, stands to take over 100 of it, leaving him and his family with about $50 million left. 50 million may sound like a lot to you or me, but it's not when you own about $8 billion in property. And have $1 billion in debt. That right. is a lot of waiters and janitors. That's a lot of toilet cleaners to pay. And so Donald Trump's expenses at this point will eat the $60 million that he might have remaining after this lawsuit, would eat it up instantaneously. He can't afford to lose this lawsuit. He's going to go bankrupt. His family's going to lose everything. He's going to lose Trump Tower. He's going to lose Mar-a-Lago. He's going to lose all of his area. This isn't even thinking about his foreign properties, but his San Francisco Trump Tower, mm -hmm. his properties in Florida, all of his properties in Las Vegas, and his two in Louisiana, he's going to lose them all. He can't afford to lose this. So we're election. not. We're this. This actually won't happen soon unless Trump loses in November. Yeah, these all these are debts that are scheduled yeah. for over the course of the next four years. But but also mm -hmm. so a lot of his the the his issues with the IRS are currently just sitting on the desk of the Senate like banking and finance committees because they're supposed to be involved in all transactions of like tax refunds over a certain amount. I don't remember exactly the amount. Mm -hmm. But so basically Trump's whole issue with the IRS is sitting on the desk of the Senate and the Senate's not going to do anything yeah. until Trump's not president anymore. Mm -hmm. So if Trump gets reelected, it's just going to sit there for another five years. If he doesn't, hell man, you could see a bankrupt Trump family in January. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Oh man, the chaos is high. 
the level of the high and low, man. Oh my god, <laughs> high high peaks but low valleys. I tell you what. So, man. So that's just covering. Jeez. So that's taking us out of all the stuff that we just wanted to touch on. Now it's the meat, the meat of the week. Ooh. Ooh, the meat of the week. Mm. Well, there's two things. One, I'll say with a heavy heart that a few hours ago, the Senate rubber-stamped Amy Coney Barrett for her confirmation as... God help us. The ninth justice on to the Supreme Court. So we did it, guys. We got a uh, we got a woman who lived at a pastor cult house as a uh, baby factory. Yeah, that's the thing that gets me about her hearing is how many Republicans... You know, the Democrats, they say the Democrats are like always about like oh look at this black man or as a black bird watcher or it's like as a hispanic bakery owner but i will say so many republicans were coming in hard as as the haitian as the mother of seven children two of which are adopted haitians you all are being very offensive right now as the mother of seven children, two of which are adopted Haitians, they were like punctuating. That was like the, the that they were using that instead of ampersands. They were they were like, oh, well, are you? Do you realize you're talking to the mother of seven children, two of which are adopted Haitians? I was like, just shut it down, you Republicans and your identity shit. You always say in the Dems are like, oh, as a Puerto Rican fucking fire eater as a guy who rides a unicycle and is also trans i'm really offended by it. it's like the republicans were coming out so hard it's the mother of seven two of which are adopted haitians every fucking five minutes with her i couldn't believe what i was couldn't believe my freaking ears man i don't know man dude she's got two haitian kids what can you say that's irreproachable that's like bulletproof armor how can you fucking approach a woman who's got seven kids two of which are haitian you can't. I can't. I'm she silent. literally can't be racist. That's like having two black friends for life. <laughs> oh my god! It was. It, it was. It felt like a, a shell game was going on. It felt like I was wrapped up in some weird math equation. Hey, America's making progress. You know, obviously we're not hating on Catholics anymore. That's a, that's a step forward, right? <laughs> right? They're like, this woman hates birth control. She hates it. What? What? What's not to like? <laughs> but so Amy Coney Barrett gets confirmed. Meanwhile, Biden claims on ABC, the American America's broadcasting channel. I don't know if that's what Amer- I don't know if that's what ABC stands for, but that would sure. that's what it should. It is. So we're America's broadcasting channel, and we're gonna we're gonna broadcast Biden because we can't have a debate because this fucker's diseased. He has the plague. <sighs> He's fucking gangrenous. We can't have you two in the same room. Yeah, this is actually a breaking story, guys. So not only does Trump have COVID-19, but he does have the Black Plague. He is a leper. Yep. He has yellow fever. He has dengue fever. He's got malaria. (laughs) Yes, he's got jaundice. Recently diagnosed with lung cancer. But when you've got $150,000 of the American taxpayers' fetal stem cells shot up into your fucking spine, bro, you telling me Donald Trump is bench-pressing a Buick right now. He's fucking on it. He's on one. You can't stop him. He's powered by the PlayStation 5 and Remdesivir. So there have actually been a couple of breaking stories just in the past minute. So it turns out Trump hasn't taken any drugs whatsoever. He's just drinking Diet Coke. 
<laughs> Diet Coke is the cure to everything. If you're listening to this right now, if you're in the hospital, stop all medication. I'm, I'm shitting you. Don't do that, please. So, so Biden's like, I'm going to be on ABC. So Trump, like a like a jealous high school girl. Oh, you're going to have a Halloween party? Oh, you're going to have a Halloween party? You're going to have the biggest fucking Halloween party? Well, I'm having a Halloween party, Sarah. I'm also having the biggest Halloween party. And everyone at my Halloween party, we're going to have alcohol because my mom doesn't care. So it's going to be better than your party because my mom's divorced. So she'll buy us alcohol. <laughs> and so Trump does none of those. He, he goes to NBC, the, the national broadcasting service. Way, way less credible than America's broadcasting. I don't know. NBC has better sitcoms than ABC. Whatever. Debatable. <laughs> what is it? Big Bang Attack? Fuck that. No, NBC's got fucking 30 Rock, Parks and Rec. Oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> so the scumbags at NBC, Comcast, Trump goes to them and he's like, can you throw my quinceanera at the same time as Joe Biden's quinceanera? And they say, of course, because they're scumbags, because they're fucking lizard people whose eyes blink sideways and they hate God and they love eating ass. They're pieces <laughs> of shit. I fucking hate you, NBC. I hate you, Comcast. And I can't wait if we get this Biden presidency, and I don't want to hedge my bets, but I cannot wait for Elizabeth Warren to fuck all of you. <laughs> so hard. They deserve it. Anyway, so NBC schedules a counter-Trump town hall, which everyone promptly says to boycott. Hmm. And it did get... Uh so the Biden town hall got higher ratings than the Trump town hall. Does which, it even matter? Which I know he's probably fuming over this morning. I didn't, right. I didn't log into Twitter, but I'm sure there was 4,000 tweets from Trump about it. I, I almost would have assumed the Trump town hall got more ratings. But I was like, <laughs> but you know what? If Trump's town hall gets more, CNN won't report on it. Because <laughs> fuck him. <laughs> and and that, that's a thing that I want to kind of stress with all of this is that the American people might have forgotten that, like, these companies aren't beholden to them. These companies don't matter. They don't care about you. And the, they, they, they'd say, oh, we've got our journalistic integrity and we've got all these, like, ethoses that we stick to and we totally, like, believe in shit. But the fact of the matter is neither of these companies were going to, like, be your guiding light. But... We get two town halls, two different flavors. Joe Biden's is like a uh, episode of Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers, <laughs> as the Republicans tried to roast him with, "Look at Mr. Ro look at him in his comfy." Ass Little did they sweats. know, fucking America loves Mr. Rogers. Yeah, bro. Right, literally. <laughs> we put our dick in Mr. Rogers, bro. Are you kidding us? You're fucking crazy. We love. He's Canadian, right? But we don't care. Yeah, he's American. Mr. Rogers American? He was a Navy SEAL. Hell yeah. <laughs> Before he became a nice guy, he was a Navy SEAL. Before he became a nice It's a not so beautiful day in the neighborhood in Fallujah. Um, oh my God. But yeah, so the Republicans make fun of Joe Biden. Meanwhile, Trump has his town hall where they say, Mr. Trump, what color is the sky? And he's like, what the fuck do you think? <laughs> like, they have a... They have a less than, I don't know. I got to see, I got to go back over the clips. But the point is, America is split now. In the war for the hearts and minds of Americans, we now have to choose between ABC and NBC? 
God, it's only making me reminded of how much I hate both of these options. Mm. I don't think that's what we're choosing between, Nick. I don't think we're choosing between ABC and NBC. We're not? No. That's not what's coming up? No, I, I think we're voting on uh, Trump versus Biden. Okay. So Biden says, I will roll back the laws that of discrimination against your trans child. He says this to a woman at his town hall. What does this mean to you guys? Progress. I don't know what what laws was he talking about. It was, was it the bathroom laws in different states. Is that what? Oh, are they about? still caught up on that? Are people still worried about where people piss and shit? I don't know. Republicans are worried about everything that has to do with trans people. They're worried about such small ball stuff. Where do people piss and shit? It's like who cares, man? Like, yeah, I don't. I I really don't understand. I don't understand how a party that stands for small government could give. A shit about anything anybody does in their personal life. Right? Like, why the fuck do you care? <laughs> like, yeah. why? I don't. I just. I. Why? I don't know. But <clears throat> were there any gaffes? Were there any dropped balls? For me, I. I personally, in order to try to not to fuck with the ratings of this, I didn't watch either of them hmm. on principle. I, watched, I mean uh, that I watched the Biden one on seven different screens. <laughs> <laughs> I had it on my phone, I had it on my laptop, I had it on my TV. I was like, we gotta boost those, they got it for America! I bought four more TVs just for last night. We love Biden. And this, <laughs> I just want everyone to know, we fucking love Biden. And Biden, we're out there. So, did you guys see any spicy peppers dropped, though? Any gotchas? I mean, as far as the Biden town hall, it was... It was honestly just a straightforward town hall. People asked him questions, and he answered the questions with actual policy points. Like, oh, don't give me policy points. Those are going to put me to sleep. <laughs> Nick is falling asleep as we speak. I, I No, no, I, I just have been drinking. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, and then if we're talking about the Trump town hall, I mean, the whole thing was a spicy pepper. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what, uh... What was uh, her name? Savannah Guthrie. Savannah Guthrie. Savannah Guthrie. Um, she drove. She drove the the nail on the head. Yeah. She she asked Trump pointed questions when Trump started rambling. She re-asked the questions. She asked follow up questions. Give me a pointed question. I know that she said, "So you've been tested?" And he's like, right. "Yes." And she was like, "When were you last tested?" And he's like, "I don't know." And she's like, "When were you last tested before the debate when you tested positive?" And he's like, I don't know. And that's a that's a number everyone's been trying to get. No, 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 baby. He gets he gets tested every single day. I get tested every day. But I don't know which day. But I don't know the result I had. But I don't look at it. I don't know. I want to write like a book on this, like a full fifty thousand page or fifty thousand word book. This thing, I don't know if it's an American thing, but I know it happens in America where it is strategically in your best interest to always claim ignorance. For for 29 years of my life, I've witnessed the American people accept these types of answers. That would, like not just here, but in any court case, if you ask anyone anything, you are hit with just a deluge of, I was not aware of what time it was. I don't know what clothing I was wearing or why I was there. I don't know who I'm talking to or what was occurring. Who are you people? How did I get here? I'm in court right now. I wasn't aware. I, I, this has, it has to be something about our legal system. That pushes people to this weird sense of implied ignorance. Because you got to be able to tell the American president. you got to be able to tell someone, like, no, it doesn't work. You have to know. It's your job to know. 
Your, it's your job to know. You can't have a doctor be like, why'd you take his organs out? And it's like, I wasn't sure why I was in there. I don't know. It's like, no, you get sued for malfeasance. As a doctor, you have to justify every single decision you make. Mm-hmm. As a, as a stockbroker, if you're trading someone else's money, you have to be able to like justify every single decision you make. Well, I think when you're talking about the Trump presidency, it's Trump has created an atmosphere where he avoids all real questions because Trump doesn't deal with hard questions. He's surrounded himself with people loyal to telling him everything he wants to hear. And these people that like support anyone, him can't answer questions either. Anyone <laughs> anyone who's ever told an ounce of bad news to Donald Trump has been fired. <laughs> That's funny. Like mm-hmm. it, yeah. it's the truth. Like if you walk up to Donald Trump and you're like, "Hey, uh, Mr. Donald, Mr. Trump, Mr. Donald Trump. So the stock you might want to wear a jacket. It's cold out. Yeah. Or uh, hey, the the stock market, the S and P five hundred dropped ten points today. He's like, what are you fucking talking about? Are you serious? You're lying to me. That didn't happen. Nothing bad can happen while I'm president. And then, and then that person, you know, gets fired by somebody else because. Donald Trump has actually never said you're fired to a real person. He pushes a button on his desk and then a trap door opens beneath their feet and they get thrown into uh, the government incinerator. Ivanka Trump walks in and like eats their head off or something. Right, with, a can- with some little black beans. Goya black beans in there. <laughs> it's good for flavor. What else is there to come of these town halls now? Oh my god, the fucking QAnon shit. Oh my okay. god. But he, I, listen, Ladies I don't know about QAnon. I don't know. What's right. QAnon? Okay. I think don't they have something to do with pedophiles? I think that's good. Though. QAnon claims that <laughs> they, they think Donald Trump is saving America from right. the pedophiles. Donald Trump is the one man that can save right. it's our like nation the, from pedophilia. It's like the this subject projection. It's very weird. It's like he is a pedophile. He is our savior. But he is our savior. He's not a pedophile because he's our savior from the pedophiles. He and was God managing, made him our savior. He was managing those Little Miss America contests <laughs> so that he could learn how the pedophiles think. You don't, you don't understand. Like when he was going into the locker rooms at the Little Miss America competitions to look at their little naked bodies, he was gathering intel. That's he was right. like, this is the sick shit. Mm. As he was touching his little shriveled up penis, his little popcorn Ooh. shrimp in his pants, Ooh. he was like, this is the sick shit that gets Ooh. them off. This is what gets the enemy off, and that's what I'm here to eradicate. Because QAnon and Doc, I am the enemy of the deep state. As he touched his little popcorn shrimp, but yeah, Trump is—he is the only hope. We need to drain the swamp. I was watching this actually earlier. People were saying that um, H.R. McMaster and Rex Tillerson. They were deep state. I was confused because I was like, Donald Trump appointed those people. Um, if, if any of you don't remember any of these names, so Rex Tillerson was the secretary of state that was fired shortly after a controversy came out in the papers of him calling Donald Trump a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> so Rex Tillerson is the former CEO of ExxonMobil, so not, not a great guy himself. And H.R. McMaster <laughs> is our military general who, when Trump was like, I'm going to kill this Iranian general, H.R. McMaster was like, don't do that. That'll, don't do that. And then Trump's like, I'm going to pull out of the Iran deal and kill this Iranian general. And H.R. McMaster's like, well... I'm going to pull out before a bunch of Americans get tortured to death so that <laughs> it's not on me. <laughs> anyway, so getting back to the Trump town hall. So the, the QAnon shit that came up in the town hall was Savannah Guthrie asked him about 
a thing that he retweeted because Trump retweets everything he sees. Of course. If you guys follow him on Twitter, mm-hmm. it's a fun time. So he retweeted a new QAnon conspiracy, conspiracy that says that SEAL Team 6 is actually uh, all dead after they were ordered to be killed by Joe Biden to <laughs> to cover up Damn. the fact that Osama bin Laden was never actually killed, that it was a body double. A body double of Osama bin Laden was killed. Wow. And that, SEAL Team fun. 6... I'm into was, that. Yeah, SEAL <laughs> Team 6 was assassinated shortly after by Joe Biden to cover up the fact... That it was a body double. Like Joe Biden iced each of these guys himself. He came in with an actual ice pick. Nice. Yeah, so these trained America's best killers, Joe, like it's like. (laughs) Joe Biden murdered America's best killers. Hell yeah, because Joe Biden's actually the most dangerous. That's why he's the vice president. Obama was like, I heard you know the secret Wacanero technique. (laughs) Joe Biden was like, I will teach it to you one day if you become worthy, Obama. And then Joe Biden punched a hole in the tree behind him. (laughs) So what's what's funny about this story is, uh, so after this started spreading online and Trump talked about it, Hmm. uh, the fucking Navy SEAL who shot Osama bin Laden Who's pretty Rob O'Neill? Yeah, who's pretty? I think that's the name. Yeah, who's pretty active on Twitter? Uh, was like, who he actually is a Trump supporter and kind of an asshole. Uh, earlier this summer, he was banned from all Delta flights for refusing to wear a mask. Mm. Uh, so that kind of asshole. Uh, but yeah, he was like, uh, yeah, I don't know if you guys know, but I'm still alive. I'm still here, and all of my teammates are also alive. So I don't know what you guys are talking about. I don't know. It's just fucking wild. And yeah, Savannah Guthrie questions him on it. She's like. You retweeted it, and Trump rants some bullshit like, right. well, you know, the information wasn't on the, the liberal media, so I felt I had to get it out there. And, the information. And then, and then that's, when Savannah, <laughs> and that's when Savannah Guthrie comes back with the fucking line that's been all over today where she's like, you're not somebody's crazy uncle. You're the president. You can't say shit like this. Which, I mean, if we're looking at this from Mary Trump's perspective... Donald Trump definitely is somebody's crazy uncle. So <laughs> dead ass. <laughs> they need to call him out and be like, "You're a fucking pathetic dumbass who's running our fucking country." It's like enough of the formalities. Yeah, and your belly button's way too deep. Right? Oh, it's gross. It's gross. Why are your ties so long? Why are your suits so big? Like, it doesn't make sense. I hope that Joe Biden is out there ice picking these fools. I need to know that that's real. And I also want to know that Hillary Clinton is the one stealing all of the change so that she can melt it down to try to extract the silver from the nickels to create a stake that she can finally run through the heart of Bill so that she can be free from this curse that she's been trapped in for 10,000 years. I enjoy all of this. The QAnon stuff, I'm... Will this all just disappear on January 1st? Fuck no. This uh-uh. is this, is, this is embedded in our culture no, now. It's not our culture. This <laughs> is It's global. also That's Trump's what I'm saying. Global. Our our but the it's like, culture as it's a world, so, the human culture. It's so built on Trump being the savior though. Like I don't think they can just nominate someone after him. All right, Nick, this is what's going to happen right here. Like when Biden, tr- Biden is going to win the election. Trump Don't is, say that. No, You're going to jinx it. Shh. Listen listen to what I think is going to happen. Biden's going to win the election. 
Trump is going to say the results are false. Of course. But he's going to leave the White House because Trump doesn't actually want to be president. He's, this, is, this whole thing is a publicity scheme to make money. So Trump is going to leave the White House and he's going to spend the next fucking four to eight to ten years, well, however long he lives, getting his Trump supporters and fans to buy his fucking memorabilia that says oh i was unjustly kicked out of office like there's gonna be trump t-shirts everything that he's selling and this is what he's gonna be selling to you know try and pay off all of his one billion dollars in debts victimhood (laughs) and the whole time this is going on obviously you know every every right-wing conspiracy chat room is going to be filled with crazy QAnon conspiracies Man, I want Trump going to prison and dying of being poisoned by polonium so he can't talk about who his Russian co-conspirators are. That's what I want. All right. I guess we can move on. There wasn't much at these town halls, honestly. I didn't feel like there was a lot. I heard Joe Biden stayed like an hour after his. He was like, does anyone else want to ask me questions? You ain't want my number. (laughs) What are you getting into? You all trying to like get freaky or anything? (laughs) (laughs) Well, in the sense that like, so Joe Biden does actually like I legitimately think Joe Biden's like a nice guy. Like he gives out his numbers to people and he like checks in on them. So the he, he at least sounds competent. No, so yeah, I mean, remotely. So when when he was asked the question on the crime bill, <laughs> um, the student that asked him the question, like after uh, Biden answered it, the student was still like looking at Biden all crazy and skeptical. And so Biden was like, "Hey, stay after, like come backstage. I'll talk to you more about it." <laughs> like so Biden that that kid probably walked backstage Biden probably fucking talked to him for two hours right. gave him his phone number and was like hey give me a call when you graduate college yeah. <laughs> like jeez what's this country coming to and what are we coming to mm. are we even normal anymore uh, hey. normal is dead <laughs> Hey, no, we're totally... I'm, I'm a normal ass dude. Yeah, we're totally normal. I put my dildos in one at a time. <laughs> you know? After I'm- the beads. <laughs> <laughs> Can't double stack. Um, Speaking of double stacking, um, we're on our second wave. Or, or no, we're we're on our third wave. Europe's on their, th- Europe's on their second wave. We're triple stacking. We're triple stacking, <laughs> actually. Fairly recently... Achille Mbembe's theory of necropolitics has kind of gained new relevance in certain circles of critical theory. It was translated, he's he's this Cameroonian philosopher, and it was translated like... Cameroon's my favorite flavor. Yes, and he's, he's, if you have ever, ever listened to any of his lectures, he is extremely fucking smart. And anyway, he does a lot of work in political theory and philosophy, and his idea of necropolitics, he, he defines in his paper on the subject as the ultimate expression of sovereign res- he says the ultimate expression of sovereign resides to a large degree in the power and the capacity to dictate who may live and who must die how do you think because some people have argued that necropolitics is always in our society right there's always an element of the state deciding who must live and die through you know soci- socioeconomics through where crime is, through investment, through all of these different through things. Through all I mean, literally anything. But now, <laughs> we, we actually have people dying. And so it's kind of taken on this whole new meaning. Do you think that this is, is very apt for our time in that sense? Uh, of course. I'd say people are... We're far away from like the most... 
people dying. Or, well, yeah, I mean, even the yeah, most people we're dying not, we're not by at the conscious cl- choice. We're not at the collapse of civilization necessarily. Though we're very close. I'm gonna I'm gonna take you guys back a couple months to when coronavirus was first spreading in the U.S. and the first lockdown started, and you had multiple um, people within the Trump administration. And conservatives on Fox News coming out and saying it's a hoax. Hey. No, not even that. They they were literally they weren't saying it was a hoax. They were literally saying they're like, "Hey, Grandpa, just fucking take the hit so our economy doesn't die." Dennis. Just go. Like they literally they literally came out on the news and they were like, "That's just, the thing. Just die so that our economy doesn't take a hit." But that's the yeah. thing. It's that's what it. That is the point of necropolitics. It is the. But my grandparents both died, so I'm like, "Come on, people." Get with it. Get hip to this Java bean. But it's like, this is how some people actually think of something like the common good. As like, oh, we should just let these people die because we think it's going to make our economy turn out on top in the end. When it's like, no. Some would argue that you not wanting to discuss or think about the economic situation of allowing, like the actual economics you should th- of weighing You absolutely the should think about the economics. But I mean... You also shouldn't stand back and not do anything and just say, "Ooh, I sh- I shut down the fucking access from these these various countries." It, this really made a dent, and just repeating this over. Well, and this over. was like the Lusitania in World War II, where it's like, yeah, you know, the Germans accidentally killed all those innocent people, but we had to make a cost-benefit analysis of if we're gonna let America really get wrapped up. In well, some I mean, shit that like at least you, they're I mean, like this is gonna if we listen if we really want to go to bat for those people that died on the Lusitania or whatever this is gonna get very expensive for us very quickly and so you gotta sometimes you gotta make cost benefit analysis you, like that you do but it's it is in an either or situation that's what I'm saying I mean if we're talking about if we're strictly talking about American politics and just the function of Amer the American economy like. They've definitely, the economy and politicians have decided who's going to die and who's going to live. Right. In a very literal sense. No, like, so they've literally decided, um, you know, it's, it's, it's unsustainable to have hospitals in rural areas. So if you live in a rural area, like, go fuck yourself. They've right. decided, hey, do you live in a poor minority neighborhood? It's just killing off the lower classes. We've decided that you don't need grocery stores. All you need is a Dollar General and a McDonald's. So go fuck yourself and get heart disease. And to get like, even more granular, like Ford put out the Pinto, and it's like some Ford engineers like, we know this car will, if you get hit in the rear, explode in flames and probably kill the driver. And Ford was like, how likely is that to happen? You know, they made a cost-benefit analysis, and they're like, I can let like 15,000 people die. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll work out. Toyota put out a line of Camrys where the brake, like, it was like if you press the brake, the car would accelerate or something. You guys remember that? The Toyota Camry brake pad uh, recall? It was like 2000. Remember the airbag recall? It was one of the biggest, any product recall. Hmm? Most product recalls, the company at some level completely knew that the product was defective 
there's very, very few product recalls where the company's like, oh my God, we actually didn't know that that thing was broken at all, even a little bit. 90% of them are like, no, we knew it was broken. We didn't know it was that broken when we sent it out, but we knew that a couple, we thought a couple hundred people would die from the breaks on the Camry giving out. We didn't think a couple thousand would die. And if, if we had known a couple thousand, we would have fixed it to get it down to a couple hundred, not zero, but a couple hundred. And then we, I mean, every comp, yeah, this has been always going on. This has been going on since the Aztecs have been taking hearts out of people for the harvest. But I guess at least it has, it's taken. For the it, corn harvest, man. It has, but it's taken on some, a new like very grotesque meaning in the sense that the people who ignore it for the most for the most part are I mean it's now sitting in front of their face and it's like you're a fucking dumbass it's weird because for a lot of people pragmatism has become conflicted and confused with cruelty where someone's like oh i make the cruel heartless fucked up decisions so i make the right decisions like people think that their ruthlessness is in some way indicative of how clear, like, uh, I'm seeing this situation with clear eyes that you all aren't because you're fettered right. by your morality. And it's like, no, you're both heartless and fucking stupid. And as the no situation morality. in America is currently. <laughs> where it's like, no Jared Kushner, no Stephen Miller, no Jeff Sessions, no Donald Trump. You're just an idiot and you have no morality. And separating kids at the border didn't stop shit. And not reacting to the pandemic and calling it a Chinese problem didn't stop shit. And so a lot of times, these fucking idiots, they think it's like, well, I, I would let my fucking wife get eaten by a bear. So if you want a person in a group of 12 people making the decisions, you should let me do it. Because I would fucking let my wife get eaten by the bear, man. I would make the hard choices. And it's like, no, fuck you. You're first voted off the island. You're a psychopath. Get the fuck out of here. You're an idiot. Fuck you. And I do think we're in an age of that where there's a lot of very young men and women, I guess, um, I can't say because Trump's polling 31 points behind with women, but there's a lot of young men who think that a sense of cruelty is a boon. They're, they see Steve Jobs telling, the, the, telling Tony Fidel when he's building the iPod that he's a fucking idiot. And they're like, yeah, you need to be that way. Pressure they, makes diamonds. They see, yeah, they see, they see Elon Musk running his factory during a quarantine, breaking quarantine protocol, and then calling <laughs> the state of Nevada and Arizona stupid mm. for trying to slow him down. And they think, that's, they, they think that's what a successful smart person acts like. They see kindness as weakness. Right. Yeah. But and it's it's all obfuscated, especially in an environment like this where we've elected a dumb businessman. Right. The worst businessman that has ever lived in America. Like, literally in the late 80s and early 90s, when every Wall Street banker was making 
money hand over fist. He wasn't fucking, doing coke. He wasn't making money. He was. They were fucking just raking in the millions, hiring prostitutes, doing mounds of cocaine taller than you've ever seen before. And Trump, at the same time, was the only man in America losing money. Trump's the only guy on Wall Street that's like paying prostitutes with like his inheritance. <laughs> like everyone else is like, wait, you're using your money for this shit? And he's like, well, it's a cocaine and prostitutes, right? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I um it's funny to see how every country reacts to this wave of death. It's not ha ha funny, but it's it's like Garfield funny. Do you do you think this will fundamentally change the liberal world order of all of these international organizations? Are we are we becoming more and more isolationist or do you think or do you think we're going if Trump to get gets a second this? term yes yeah. if oh, yeah. Biden does no <laughs> no yeah. I think it's literally binary I think if Trump gets a second term yes we'll become the splinter net like every country stops talking to each other every mm. country tries to <sighs> we're gonna go back to the way things were in like 1950 and if not then we get Biden and this weird global like globalism experiment continues. And mm. I don't think globalism's all good. Yeah. I do enjoy the parts of globalism that people are more skeptical of now. Cuz back then everyone was like we need to it I do think there's people to be at fault cuz people weren't like oh it'll be better if we put some Ford factories in Mexico. It was like we need to put all Ford factories in Mexico. And it's like, no, you didn't. You didn't. You guys are liars about all of this shit. Like, we need to make the iPhone in China. It is impossible to do it any other way. And it's like, that's a lie. That's a lie. We shouldn't have let you slide on that one. That's a lie. Like, it would have been a little bit more expensive. But, you know, who knows? But I, I don't know. I think that, yeah, if we get Trump, it's going to go one way. If we go Biden, this is the most binary election ever. I mean, I've read multiple articles on the idea that the 21st century has, the, the, the world's power player has already been decided. So America mm. ruled the 20th century. Yeah. But the moves America has made in the 21st century has already decided that China is going to rule the next century. Right. And and the question is, while America, a nation with its own problems, it is a nation that on its surface still stood for democracy and human rights. So with the Trump presidency, we've kind of moved away from that. And in America's absence in the past three years, China has just moved even more like full throttle forward on this. Yeah. And so... I don't I'm not I don't know if one presidency by a liberal man and a liberal congress and senate can change things because we can't go back. We I mean the next the next century of human history might have already been decided by the power of China. Mm-hmm. I hate this because I also recently read that America could throw 100 billion dollars at building out its solar infrastructure every year. It was basically that China is at least 10 to 15 years ahead mm. on solar infrastructure. Because they've been making solar panels for the whole world. If you got a solar panel, it was made in China. Mm-hmm. And so it was saying that if we put 
all of our money towards trying to build out our solar infrastructure. Not to have solar powered things, but to be able to build the solar panels to sell to places like Australia or South. Mm. To be able to match China's solar panel output and China's wind turbine output, it is at least 10 years away. Even if we have a World War II level mobilization to build out America's solar panel production and windmill capacity, it is at least 10 years away, if not more. And during that whole time, China will continue to sell solar panels and windmills. That's right. And it supports what you're saying, and it terrifies me at the idea that we've already lost this war for the mind space of those two billion African kids that are going to be born over the next hundred years. We're not even so. NPR recently did a story. By recently, I mean. Oh, did they? No, no. So a couple <laughs> a couple weeks ago, um, and they were talking about the um, the mindset of millennials and what's the generation after us? Zoomers. Zoomers. Mm-hmm. The mindset of that generation, where. Obviously in China, um, but even all across the world, you're getting kind of a mindset amongst younger folks where democracy isn't necessarily important. Um, Democracy is seen as messy and volatile, Hmm. and it doesn't get things done. You should get me to my core. We're so pessimistic. Because we have such grounds for pessimism Like there's There's a large swath of the population, and obviously in China, but a lot of places where they've... They they look at democracy and they're like that's a fucking hot mess, and then they look at you know, I don't know. Take a look at China. China can China can do things because it's a dictatorship. They can do things quickly. Things are messy in America. You can't get things done quickly in a democracy. But in a dictatorship, one man can say this is what you're fucking doing, and you fucking do that. So do we go back to the Leviathan? I'm not saying go back. I'm just I'm just telling you what's happening <laughs> people <laughs> like um, america america has america has lost the battle for the first two mm-hmm. decades of the 21st century china is winning that battle and they're not only winning that battle on an economic scale they're winning that battle in like in the hearts and minds, minds. of the next generation that's right like the next generation is coming up and they're thinking like maybe democracy isn't the way to go. Maybe democracy isn't the most efficient. Like, like let's we can give up some of our freedoms for the sake of a healthy economy. Like I just won't think anything controversial or post anything stupid online, and the Chinese government won't kill me. But if I don't do any of that, you know, I can have a nice car and travel the world. It's the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> It is, <laughs> but that's it's happening. But I will say it is interesting because you, I think you're right in the sense that, and the um, rest of the world will bow to China's will, even as they're imprisoning millions of Uyghurs right. and having to build your fucking iPhones that every one of us owns. Right. Oh, but the iPhone is so good. The new twelve just came out. <laughs> yeah, well, the iPhone, twelve. The iPhone you own, all of us own, was built by we herself. It's an iPhone for cops. It's the iPhone <laughs> twelve. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's a fun joke. That's a fun joke for black people. Mm-hmm. So, I guess is that it? Are we done? Did we just? It's all you normal folks out there. The world's done. It's the done. next century is decided. Go fuck yourselves. Jeez! <laughs> All right. No, we can't. We can't end on such a sad note. No, we Let's, absolutely can. No, it's and so sad. we will. Okay. <laughs> 
So you heard it here first, people. Go fuck yourself. Also, um, I guess learn to love. Look for love in places you haven't looked for it before. Because it's there. And Trash if you, cans. Alleys. Yeah. Um, ponderosas. Bathrooms. Burning trains on fire. Uh, Texas Roadhouses, Ponderosas, Cracker Barrels. Look for love. I, I, um, I guess that's it. This is an episode of Norm- Totally Normal Politics. I'm your host, Nick. Vitali. And I'm Hampton. All right. This is three beers, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh.